Hey everybody, this is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who have gone through absolute caca give you advice on getting to the other side of yours. We have a bi-hemispheric podcast today. I am thrilled and honored to be here today with Renee Michelle, who is such a kindred spirit. We've had a chance to chat and get to know each other and just like bask in each other's inspiration. So Renee, I want to give you a warm welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Nikki. I'm so excited. <laughs> I am too. It's my honor to have you here. And we are going to prove that, well, you're going to tell us in a minute where you're calling in from. So I'm going to give you the mic, Renee, and I'd love for mm -hmm. you to introduce yourself, tell us who you are, where you're from, and what keeps you busy during the day. Sure. So Renee Michelle, all the way from Queensland in Australia, here on the beautiful Sunshine Coast. So beautiful coastline beaches everywhere, but hot, baby, hot. And um, so I am a abuse recovery coach for adult female survivors of child abuse. And what keeps me busy during the day is shouting from the mountaintops that you can absolutely heal from prolific child abuse and domestic violence and sexualized trauma. In a nutshell. In a nutshell. The work you do, Renee, so incredibly important. And you are, well, we will, my listeners will figure this out very quickly, but your story is incredible and you are living proof that it is possible to get to the other side of years of abuse. So let's get into that. Let's get into mm -hmm. the nitty gritty. Um, so as you know, this is a podcast by and for women and a few men who've gone through some awful life shattering situations. So would you please share with us what you went through kind of the executive summary. I know there's a lot to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, sure. yeah, and um, just kind of what you went through and what was the worst part? Yeah, absolutely. So my, my life fell apart at around the age 10 when, my, when all of a sudden my father was no longer in the home. My mother developed a drinking problem quite quickly as she couldn't cope with his sudden absence. She started to go out drinking and bring those men home. Unfortunately, those men very quickly began to sexually and physically and quite verbally on a daily basis abuse me. Now become, because my mother's capacity to cope, I could clearly see was not there. She was not in the home very much at all. I carried that burden silently. I didn't want to be an extra weight upon her shoulders, even at that tender age. And that was also at the first stage I attempted suicide, at the tender age of 10. So looking back, obviously my, my heart was shattered, my soul was shattered and I had no one to tell and it's too big of a secret for any child to carry. Unfortunately, that continued for, six, for another six years until I was 16 and left the home. Mm -hmm. However, because that was unprocessed trauma, my life spiralled out of control and quickly became a cycle of addictions, violent relationships, further sexual assaults, and just an inability to cope with everyday stresses uh, and everyday life. So again, two further suicide attempts. And where everything changed for me, Nikki, uh, was the birth of my baby girl at age 26. So that really was the turning point where I went, right, no more mucking around, Renee. You don't have the luxury of this not working. You need to sort your shit out <laughs> because I didn't want my daughter to have a life that mirrored mine. And the hardest part of all of that absolutely was feeling alone. 
though I had no one safe to talk to and suffering in silence because the shame that I carried was utterly debilitating. And that was the mask I absolutely viewed the entire world through. I wore this, I'm fine, but inside I was dying. So that loneliness, that social isolation, that is what led me to suicide. And that's what I truly do believe is one of the biggest killers today. Holy moly. So first of all, to acknowledge and honor everything that you went through, and I know you're giving us the executive summary and just the executive summary. I mean, I like just to, to feel the weight of what you've been through and to imagine that it began at the age of 10 when you were aware that there was just this burden that was placed on you that you, that that you didn't, you knew that you were carrying it, but how in the world do you handle that as a child and not having anyone to talk to? As a kid, you don't know, the, you don't know what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed to do and how to get help. Oh, I mean, just exactly. the enormity of that. I mean, that is, that is beyond absolute caca. That's like caca times 18,000, like you win the prize. You win the prize, Renee. Um, and I, I don't say that lightly. Um, well, what I would love to, I have so many questions, but what I'd love to ask you is to create some contrast between what you went through and turning 26 and having a child and having, having your life turn around. And that's not just something that happens overnight. It takes a warrior. It takes such strength. And it sounds like warrior strength and mama bear strength to bring about mm. triumph after that amount of trauma. What I'm wondering is, after all that, where you sit right now, what is the best thing about being where you are now? It's so different. Mm. Being so passionate and having crystal clear laser focus of what my purpose is that what I experience is instrumental, not only to my inner joy and fulfillment, but why I honestly do believe I was put on this earth, mm -hmm. that through resilience, you know, purpose and passion is born and birthed. And I honestly do believe I am the kick-ass mother that I am today, the loyal partner, the visionary, um, the, the voice that was told to shut up that I would never have anything to say that people would be interested in. So I know damn well that what I went through is for a time like today and to leave a legacy on this earth. So the absolute best part is coming through the other side and being able to see exactly what I'm here to do and waking up every day and working in that flow. That's incredible. That's incredible. I mean, I think that's like that to me is the epic comeback. That's like you, you're coming back and you are absolutely crystal clear. Mm. Just that, that clarity. It sounds like a real, um, it sounds like a, a gift. And one of, the, yeah. one of the themes that has come up on this podcast is that I have women, my guests, I've, I've re recorded about a, just over a hundred of these episodes. And so many of the women who talk about the trauma that they've gone through actually refer to being grateful for it or refer to being thankful for it. Mm. And I can relate to that, but at the same time, I'm surprised every single time I hear it. Yeah, myself as well. And that's why when I published my memoir, Nikki, it was called Battle Scars Are Beautiful because I learned to embrace, like honestly embrace and 
bank. It, it took me a journey to get there. My journey was 16 years from that moment I had my daughter to when I could stand hand on heart on the other side and say, I am whole. So mm-hmm. you were right when you said it didn't happen overnight. And I want people to really hear and understand that. Uh, but it, I did get to a point where I look back now and I'm so grateful because I don't take anything for granted. Not the air in my lungs, not the sun that shines, not the freedom of being able to walk along the beach without having a narcissistic ex-husband, you know, control and manipulate everything I do. That is a blessing. And I, I never take every day for granted. And that's how I wake up each day. And that really does give me that fortitude and resilience to keep going. I would love to know, and this would be probably hard to sum up, but I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. Mm. Between age 26 and you said 16 years later, when you could stand with your hand on your heart and you Mm. could say, I am whole, what were your primary, like, top three tasks during that time? Because it does work. What was Mm. the work for you? Self-awareness. I was so out of touch with who I was. I had no identity. And I was clueless that I had no identity uh, until someone said to me, Renee, what do you like? You know, what do you believe? Blah, blah. And I was like, hey, what do you mean? I was so confused by that. So I absolutely had to get in touch with who I was. So that was the foundational starting point for me, developing a sense of who I wanted to be. And everybody said, well, how have you done that? Because you didn't have a role model. So what did you base that on? I stopped looking at what I didn't have. And I started looking at what I wanted to become. So I looked at the people in my life at that stage uh, and people I admired. And I started to emulate the character strengths that I saw in them, their empathy, their kindness, their generosity. And I consumed books and podcasts and any type of um, education. I became an absolute insatiable life learner and a sponge. So identity was absolutely pivotal. Self-care, oh, we all sort of go, oh, and I roll my eyes at the word self-care because I thought, oh, I had no idea what self-care was. Oh, sorry, one of those times like every day, just little things. Like I said, walking in the fresh air journaling wow wasn't that a powerful tool starting to understand the patterns of behavior and trigger so identity self-care and self-forgiveness i had carried so much shame and blame for what i had been through in life i honestly did think that it was my fault that there was something wrong with me and i really had to strip back the layers which worked within that identity work and realize that i was not to blame and repetition, you know, the positive affirmations and seeing strengths that I actually had rather than focusing on the weaknesses really was another layer of healing for me. So those three keys were absolutely instrumental for me. I love that. It sounds like you were going through a process of learning as well as a process of unlearning. Unlearning what you had come to, how you had come to view yourself and probably how you had come to view relationships and family. Precisely. And humans. <laughs> I yeah. was just so broken and I honestly mistrusted everybody's motives and agendas. So as I started to work through that and was introduced to actually good people, 
based on changing who I thought I was and what I thought I was worth, all of a sudden I was embraced by really beautiful people and it restored my faith in humanity and my inner discernment strengthened. And all of a sudden, within a couple of years, my entire social circle were beautiful, edifying people. And um, so it was a lot of self-work, but the rewards are eternal. Yes, and what you have just taken us through, your journey that you've taken us through, if someone were to listen to this podcast and implement what you just said, the results would be magical. And for you to say at the end of that, that was a 16 year long process. I, I just, I want to honor you and give you so much admiration and respect for seeing it through that entire process. And it sounds like I'm not that surprised, but definitely admiring of the, re of the fact that it was having a child that, that turned you around and you said, this isn't the way that my life is going to be anymore. Something new is going to happen now. That's really incredible. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely ignited a part of my, uh, myself and my being and my humanness that was really surprising to me. And it wasn't a decision. It wasn't something I had to weigh up. It was instantaneous, just looking down at her. I knew, right, I need to do I didn't know what it was and I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I knew I would have walked across hot coals for her, swum across oceans, whatever it took. It was my vow and my promise. And um, I think it is that maternal mama bear instinct, like you said, that just came to life. And um, I'm, I'm so, so grateful. She, she truly did save my life. Wow. Incredible. So Renee, one of the things that I have observed is that brave warrior, strong women who have triumphed over really difficult situations, sometimes they have a tendency to travel in packs, like they find each other. So what I'd love to know from you is who, who's another woman or another couple of women who perhaps inspired you on your journey, who would be awesome as a guest on my podcast? Absolutely. I think you can't go past Carrie Veach. Now, Carrie Veach is someone who I've just done an eight-week podcast series with. And she, oh my gosh, again, a kindred spirit, the pack, right? We're drawn together like magnets. And just, again, her enthusiasm and energy is just bubbles over. So I, I just love her. And Crystal Davis is another beautiful lady that I spend a lot of time watching and um not mirroring as in copying, but I just learned so much from her. And by consuming her content, she talks about being visible and clear and getting your message across to impact the world. And she has been through such terrible trauma. And yet she's this shining light. And uh, so I, I absolutely admire her. So they're my, they're my two picks for you, Nikki. I love those picks. I know Carrie and she's incredible. And I can't wait to, to learn yeah. about Crystal. And one of the things that's occurring to me right now that is so empowering about this digital, online, wacky world is that we can find heroes, we can find people to admire and get to know in any corner of the globe. And we have so much access. We mm. don't have to look that far. We have so much access. It's almost like there's no, it's almost like there's no excuse to, to not find someone who can understand you, like to not find somebody to reach out to or who could reach out to us. And it sounds like, um, it, you know, in your process of becoming a lifelong learner and being so curious and, um, and voraciously consuming personal development and transformational 
psychology and all of that, um, that you've really availed yourself of the world of knowledge. So good. Well, I'm going to get in touch with them and, and we'll be hearing from them. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So my juiciest question for you is what is a piece of advice or two or maybe three that you would give to our listeners right now who are women and men who are going through the caca right now? They're in the thick of it and they're saying, how in the world am I going to get to the other side? And will I get to the other side? Is that actually going to happen for me? What would you mm. say to them? Belief is instrumental. And when we are, like you said, in the middle of the mess, that messy middle, it is very hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But the fact that we're talking about it, the fact that there is, like we just said, millions of people all over the world who have done this that we know should be and must become the reason you hold on to hope. Because hope, of course, we can give it up in an instant, but you really have to go, right, is the pain of what I'm going through or settling for what I'm going through actually worse than the fear of giving it a go? You must just believe, 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 okay? There's, there's signs all around you that this is possible. The other thing is ask for help. No man is an island. You know, it used to be this stoic misbelief of, oh, no, I can't put my hand up, I'll look weak. It is the exact opposite of that. It is strength to put your hand up and say, I'm struggling over here, I need help. And there's so many resources and people like ourselves here waiting that have turned our entire life mission into helping people exactly like the ones that are sitting there at home going, I don't know where to go. Pick up the phone, Uncle Google, there is services everywhere and people that are passionate and willing to walk that journey alongside you. And again, as you're going through that, use that time. It is vital to start looking inward and taking those moments to go, I am worthy, I am valuable, I can do this. And it's repetition, right? It's that constant daily reminder, whether you feel like it or not, before you even get out of bed, before your feet touch the floor, lay there a moment and say, I am worth this. I am valuable. I am priceless. Sure, the cuck is here, but on the other side, there is a reward for me. And I have no idea what it is, but it's going to be huge. So there you go. <laughs> My pearls of wisdom. I am so inspired by you. I'm so inspired by what you have said. And again, you are living proof that an epic comeback is not only possible, but real. It's, it's absolutely real. And I'm, I'm learning that more and more every week and every day. And one of my guests was even talking about like, one of her nuggets of wisdom was like, look back generations. She's like, this is not your first war that you are not the first person to go through something hard. Like, Talk to your ancestors because they can give you some clues about how to get through some tough stuff. Wow, that's a great one. Yeah, like, that is, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Yeah. 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 But I love, um, I love that, you, that you made use of affirmations, like those repetitive affirmations of just telling yourself over and over and over because, um, because neurologically, and I'm not an expert on this, but I, but I do understand that neurologically affirmations, they activate a certain section of your brain that, that, that creates pleasure and that, that creates um, confidence. 
over time right. like, and you need to be doing it consistently and it really really does yeah. work yeah. yeah it's like exercise isn't it it's a it's a muscle that needs to be worked and trained so i don't feel like getting up and going to the gym in the morning but i do it with my son there he's my accountability and you need you need accountability grab an accountability partner confide in someone have something journal whatever it is that's going to keep you accountable but as reworking that muscle over and over and again even when you don't feel like it, especially when you don't feel like it because there is power in practice yeah Totally, a hundred percent. And I can't wait to hear your answer to this next question. So since we're all about being epic on this podcast, Renee, if you could have any superpower other than the ones that you already have, what would it be? Yes, I would love the power of time travel purely because the suicide rates globally continue to rise and it's something that I'm an advocate uh, against and for is suicide prevention very much so here in Australia and I know when I was in my darkest moment I just couldn't see how things were ever going to change and a 10 year old child considers suicide at a rapid rate we lost over 3,000 people to suicide here in Australia alone last year now, if I had the power of time travel, I would love to just take a glimpse, just a shred of their future self to show them the beautiful life that awaits them. You know, not, not to change reality, but it, it just breaks my heart. And, you know, I always say, you know, I think it, it's a power of resilience to not know what's coming, but my heart breaks for children. My heart breaks for anyone that's been in that place. So I would love to just take them forward just for a moment and say, look, look what you're going to have. Just hang in there, please. So yeah, definitely. That is so beautiful. And thank you for talking about suicide. Thank you for using the word. Thank you for the work that you're doing and helping prevent it because it's a topic that nobody wants to hear about, nobody wants to talk about, nobody wants to say the word. And those are exactly the topics, suicide and race and racism and abuse and discrimination and genocide and slavery. Like, like those are the things that nobody wants to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I mean, suicide is something that has impacted my family personally and it's just um, needs to be talked about. So thank you. You're very welcome. I will keep screaming it from the mountaintops. <laughs> good, 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 good. Um, Renee, thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank I would you. Love, I would love to know, um, we would love to know where we can find you online. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Facebook, From Victim to Victory, is the business page. Instagram, Renee Michelle. Now, Renee is spelt with one E and Michelle is spelt with one L. Just to keep it simple, blame Dad for that one. I don't know what he was thinking. And the website, very simple again, just www.renemichelle.com. Okay, fantastic. Yep, one N, one L. That's it. Cool. All right, well, we are going to find you. We are going to follow you. I think that you're amazing. I can feel your energy across the whatever it is that is like happening in the air <laughs> between the Sunshine Coast and Los Angeles. I can't wait to meet you in person someday. I know. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. The work you do is beautiful. Your story is beautiful. It is a story of triumph. And I hope somebody, I hope somebody makes a documentary about you, like honestly, or you make a documentary about you. And I'm so glad that you have a book to tell us again, the name of your book, please. Uh, it is Battle Scars Are Beautiful from Victim to Victory, which is found on my website. So uh, for anyone who goes to the website to purchase that, I always add a special little gift in that. Just add a note that you listen to the Nikki Bruno Epic Comeback podcast and I will sign that for you and include a special gift as well. I love it. I love it. Battle Scars Are Beautiful. They are. They absolutely are. They are. Yes. Um, so here we are. This is Nikki Bruno with Renee Michelle on the Epic Comeback Podcast. For more information about how to stage an epic comeback in your life after going through a life-shattering experience, please go to theepiccomeback.com.